0: I didn't know that there was an orgy episode, but okay. Twice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they did it twice. Captain Spot, Stardate sixty-one thirteen twenty-three point one. Welcome aboard the starship Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I'm your captain, Ian Whittington, and with me, as always, she. She appears to have somebody hiding behind her. Have you smuggled somebody onto my ship?
0: Every time. This is just the first time you've noticed.
1: Gosh, David, you've got this like huge trench coat on, mm-hmm. and there's this mm-hmm. unnatural bulge. Come out, come out from under there. I'm Who sorry, is that? You
0: shouldn't talk about my natural bulges. <laughs>
1: By <the> way, <laughs> I wonder when they start wiggling.
0: No, I, I did bring a friend today. I brought my buddy from Twitch, Classy Packs.
2: Hello. Hello. Welcome <laughs> aboard. <laughs> Hi. <Okay. laughs> However. Sorry, I just yeah. got out of a trench coat. I've been in the middle. let me adjust to the latent temperature. You're so sweaty. You are so sweaty. What is going Kinda on? I just slipped right out of there, too. Thank goodness it was leather. <laughs>
0: I didn't know that he was going to be in a trench coat. I didn't prepare Classy to be in my trench coat.
2: Well, that's what happens in improv. It's just, what, okay, we're going there. Yes, and here we go. Yes, and
0: this
1: is happening. So, who who is this lovely person that you've brought onto my ship?
0: He can talk for himself. I mean, I, I do think that he developed that wall in the trench coat. I like coat.
2: when <laughs> other people talk about me and praise me and put me on this pedestal that I have to climb up. up. So, I'll let Danae yeah. just describe who I am instead of me. It's just self-bloating. I, I think that'd be a better.
0: Okay. Uh, the first time I met Classy Pax, we were pretending to be other people together and it was a lot of fun um he is a improv twitch specialist how is that is that pretty good that's pretty good oh
1: specialist
0: yeah um class- that's
1: what like the cia call hitmen <laughs> like oh yeah no yeah. no 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 they're not they're not killing people they're specialists
0: yeah so our interactions were largely in the wild rp server which i know we've talked about a little bit on the show with my character babs and um we had a ton of fun together as our characters and then I've been watching Classy streams. He doesn't just do Wild RP; He does a lot of just variety streaming on Twitch. And it's a lot of fun. He involves like music and sound effects and has a really fun chat. And one day we were just talking about him joining <laughs> this podcast. And it, I think it was maybe perceived as a joke at first, I think. But we were serious. And so somehow he said yes. And now we're talking to Classy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Everything's a joke until the straight face shows up. Yeah. Shit. (laughs) Shit. I was like, oh, wait, Um, this is real. Oh, okay. I guess we're doing it. Cool. All
1: right.
0: Yeah, we're doing it.
1: You're (laughs) in. On the back of that, um, Mr. Pax um, has never seen an episode of Star Trek. You've seen, I've heard some, you've been tangentially exposed to it as you kind of have to be in pop culture, like Star Trek does a great job of exposing itself to everyone at some point.
2: Oh yeah, and I got friends who are die-hard Star Trek advocates and enthusiasts like Gassy Mexican and stuff like that. So, I do get every now and then force-spoon fed some of it, but uh I've never like voluntarily went in like, "Oh, let's <laughs> just watch a little bit of that today. Let's see what Data and Picard are up to and how that relationship's going."
1: <laughs> hey, you got the names. Well, hey! Yeah, I know, I know
2: a lot of the names in the cast. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a few little here's here's and there's I've seen stuff like that, but uh yeah, but actually sitting down and investing into the episodical plot and the side story developments that Star Trek does because they kind of do a nice combination of both of where it's mm. episodical. But there's also an ongoing narrative and development with certain characters like, you know, just between the captain and Data, for example, is a great one. That's a long-going one. Same with Wesley. <laughs> you know, kind of more <laughs> of a... Mm, shut up, yeah, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. There's, there's, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> like that. So, yeah. No, no. I, I, I know a little, but I've never, uh, I guess giving it the attention it deserves, I mm. would say. That's a good way to put it.
0: Yeah. I I wanted to I wanted to do also do a little of an experiment for you, Captain, mm. because we have so many listeners that aren't even watching Star Trek, <laughs> uh, and they listen to the show, and they'll often ask things like, if I was to start, where would I start? <laughs> etc. <cetera. laughs> and um I think that this kind of format that we have is an interesting thing to invite someone who has no experience just to see mm-hmm. what it's like to jump into star trek and then also just chat with specifically you and i so classy is a great person to throw into the mix because he can kind of <laughs> roll with anything i'm pretty sure pretty sure pretty I'll sure. i'll do it so you I... don't
2: have to
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i want to be super duper clear i had the mission of picking an episode to introduce in quotes mr pax into star trek this is by no means the way to do it this is the worst episode to start with this is a terrible idea anyone that's listening you should not start with this episode great perfect let's light (laughs) this candle great (laughs) wait do
2: you know about the candle episode no oh (laughs) the sex candle you see you say it like that and that's and that actually proves a point about star trek they get they're starting to get into the simpson stage the south park stage name a thing star trek did it yeah okay it's starting to get Uh, there 100 well we'll just
0: let the audience go "Uh uh-huh on that one and move Uh on there is a candle episode we won't be watching that one again though
1: no so i I picked an episode i picked an episode of Lover decks because for a modern for a modern audience i think it's one of the it's one of the most accessible in terms of like being fast-paced funny entertaining a really good ride but then it doesn't shy away from like doing a lot of Star Trekky things and a lot of Star Trekky references. But it's not kind of like eye-rolly and cheesy like the original series because it knows exactly what it's doing. So that was my logic behind picking Lower Decks. And honestly, this episode, I excretus. Um, Anyone who's already watched it knows I'm an absolute masochist for picking this one and will judge me harshly. But I, regardless, you're going to have stuff to talk about after this episode. So I, I think that there's not a better candidate than... <laughs> this one we're not going to be doing any like kind of deep metaphorical talking here this is going to be what did he and just make me watch
0: great perfect wonderful thank you uh classy if you need to get back in my trench coat at any point in time <laughs> awkwardly just go for it yeah. uh, right. we can just we can just beam out if, if, you know like we didn't come up with a safe word before this episode maybe we should have you know if
2: theaters yep. have like the red curtains i'll just like go behind them and then just the trench curtains come in and just kind of shut like <laughs> that's all folks <laughs> yeah. It is interesting
1: that you said safe word. That's that's very very interesting. Um we're <laughs> before- so, hey, come- <laughs> trench coat, <code>, trench coat,
2: <laughs> trench
1: coat, Before we jump into the episode, what is you briefly mentioned it, but what is your overall view of like of Star Trek based on like what your friends have said? What's what's stopped you from getting into it, and your just like kind of general impression? Being of-
2: young and having a short attention span. Yeah, fair. Pretty much. I mean, I'm. I'm- <laughs> 37. So I I can't say that anymore, obviously. But uh, as a young person, if you had to summarize it into the most like A and B thing, you know, Star Wars or Star Trek, I was Star Wars. So it, it, to put it that way. But um, yeah, but you know, the difference between the two, obviously, you know, one's a utopia, one's a dystopia, one's really progressive and scientific and political. And the other one is like, ooh, lasers and pew-pews. I get it. I get it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, it never caught my youthful eye. As something to sit down mm. and actually like pay attention, which is kind of funny because I ended up watching like Little House on the Prairie every morning, <laughs> which is like you know, <laughs> nothing to start the day with a little bit of depression. <laughs> you know, <laughs> heck yeah! Oh my no. oh, god, let's go to school. <laughs> so, oh my um, god, goodness, I don't live in that time. <laughs> Oof, different time. But uh, yeah, it, no, never got into it really. Just never really dragged me in. You know, watch a little <clears> bit of like a beginning of an, of an episode. And just okay. What's uh, What's on Nickelodeon? <laughs> yeah. It is amazing how much, even like
1: Star Wars as well, is how much your parents watched it, what age it caught you. So I got caught by Star Trek in the womb. So I didn't have much choice but to, but to enjoy it and love it. But yeah, it's interesting we don't have more Star Trek aimed at kids, to be honest. It's only the one show,
2: really. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch out there, they're just more, um, I wouldn't call them uh, extroverts. You know, they're more introverts when it comes to the passion of the show until they find a fellow one. And then they give mm. up the hand gestures. And, stuff. and then we get super passionate. And inside signals like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a Star Trek side. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, side, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: It's like people yeah. <laughs> who drive a Jeep and they put up the peace sign as they're driving because they see another Jeep person. And then, oh. then it's, like, it's a Jeep thing, you know? Oh,
2: which gives me
1: so much anxiety because when I'm in America, I tend to drive Danae's Jeep. And everyone's like waving at me, and I'm like, Why is everyone waving at me? Did I know I'm English?
2: <laughs> the Jeep wave. because you're Jeep driving wave. a Jeep, and all you did was added a finger to it. That's all you did. Just you put the middle <laughs> up with the index.
0: Wow, so creative, Jeep drivers! <laughs> <laughs> you did it. But then for Star Trek, it's at least at least a four, and you're just splitting yeah. them down the middle, you know? Yeah. This episode
1: is sponsored by Jeep. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, we're giving you a free promotion. How dare we? Um,
0: how dare? Amazing.
1: With that, let's head over to the holodeck to watch the episode, and we'll see you guys in 10 forward for our
2: thoughts. I'm not getting back in the trench coat.
1: Three to be, man. <laughs> Welcome to 10 forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the Replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode that we just watched with our special guest. Classy facts. what would you like from the Replicator? What did I like? What would you like from the replicator? What beverage you would you like me to grab you for you? Anything you like. The perfect poached egg. Oh, Whoa, as a drink, interesting. As a, uh,
2: is a wait, wait, is wait, it only drinks? drinks?
0: Wait, you, you got said it back was and forth. Yeah. Ah, yeah, You said that's it was food.
2: The perfect poached egg. <laughs> okay, the perfect because it's so many. Because le- like it has to come from a chicken. So is this thing replicating the chicken that makes an egg, and then and then that's a great question. Like, I think
1: it has to. To be authentic, I think it has to
2: replicate That's the chicken. It's terrifying how fast it goes through the cycle to make this Or did egg. it
1: replicate the egg, which then hatched into a chicken? What's re- which- re-
2: what replicated first, the chicken or the uh-huh, egg? <laughs> the age-old <laughs> question. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I am limited. Well, then in that case, I mean, I just have to go like 3%, 3% milk. <laughs> <laughs> 3%, 3% no, I'm, just, percent I'm trying milk? to break the machine. I'm trying to break the machine. <laughs> You do. You, like, you gonna uh,
1: replicate. You replicate a cow, <laughs> to to get
2: that milk. Well, then and you have to pasteurize, pasteurize it. So, yeah. I Man, mean, how far know. can this machine go? How deep is the rabbit hole go on replicators? So yeah, I'm gonna be like things that come from an animal. Replicate that. Go, and then is it gonna end up tasting like <laughs> like, like shitty almond milk or something? Like I don't <laughs> know. Oh so no! Like, Where do all come from? That ain't Trees? cow juice. Like, what oh is it isn't.
0: I've had real cow juice before this, but would you ever know? Like, if you lived in the future, would you know what original cow juice tasted like anyway?
2: Probably not. Yeah. I mean, unless of course they have station cows, which I really doubt they do. So. Station
0: cows. I no. never know.
2: You
1: never.
0: Know. I don't
2: like the idea of cows on a spaceship. I think that's
1: really dangerous. I think I like it. I like I do it. What a stampede? Oh just like the ship over.
0: If it's just Ooh. one. I guess every time they walk, would that be a stampede? Like We're a real prob- slow one?
2: Sci-fi. <laughs> they're probably in some type of like, you know, like a like a large inversion of a mic stabilizer, just just bungee cords <laughs> in the air, so the sh- ship rocks, <laughs> it just there, bounces in the center. <laughs> the
1: the cow is always perfectly oh, in exactly yeah, just the same coordinates. In its mouth,
2: stuff going in,
1: butters, <laughs> oh, milk come oh, out. Oh my god. You know. I don't like replicators anymore. They're they're like battery hens. I didn't realize. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do have
0: a question, because in this episode, actually, that we're going to get to here in a moment, it was mentioned that there's restrictions on the replicators for certain people. Mm. Mm -hmm. I've never heard that before. Mm -hmm. So I guess I have like pretty high clearance because I've been getting whatever I want this whole time on the show, right?
1: I've been diverting all of like all of the energy from the nursery. Most of those kids have suffocated because I've been diverting power to the replicator just for you you're
0: such a dick
1: making all of these extravagant you, the power's know. coming from somewhere it's not just infinite my goodness
0: okay, okay. well I, I don't know how to feel about this one but i'm going with drinkable pesto apparently since you said it had to be a beverage <laughs> so <laughs> just liquid pesto for me today
1: that's gonna need a lot of alcohol to make pesto drinkable
0: i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna consider it some sort of juice cleanse <laughs> just to justify oh, it some <laughs> anyway. kind of
1: pesto detox Pestox? yeah, yeah.
0: Nice. Pest talks, okay. There is something that should never be combined
1: <laughs> Well, this week, as we have said We are introducing Mr. Pax into the world of Star Trek Via the Lower Decks episode, I Excretus um, So the crew of the Cerritos are exposed to a drill instructor That has been sent to put the crew through its paces And that certainly happens As the command crew has to experience What life on the Lower Decks is like And vice versa for the Lower Decks with the command crew But is the drill instructor all that she seems, and will the crew survive in one piece? Immediate thoughts and feelings, I'm gonna have to go straight to Mr. Classy Packs, and as your first full complete episode of Star Trek, do you hate me? Did you have a good time? What were your immediate thoughts and feelings?
2: (laughs) I'm confused, uh, but no, but not for the reasons you probably think. I think it's because I recognize a lot of Star Trek in it and a mm-hmm. lot of play-ons, uh, especially when it comes to. I'm going to put in quotations the cliches of Star Trek of mm, where they're on the bridge, insert thing, uh insert techno jarble, and and then they played on that really heavily at the end of the mm-hmm. episode as well with the ins- with that special instructor that came in. Welcome to Love, You just summarized the entire show so the whole show is just kind of just pulling back the curtain and just like let's just have fun with it 100 that's exactly uh, uh, it yeah yeah emphasis on the having fun with it yeah so interesting choice uh i <laughs> i would have i would have suspected we would have went deeper into more traditional star trek stuff mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. because like i mean i think the most Probably jarring person would do <laughs> yeah the most jarring thing is the lingo That that's what threw me i thought i was gonna get here star wars lingo which is much a much more serious tone i would say or uh, even argue, sophisticated linguistics if you will yeah
1: they put some and thought I, they into don't the even, star trek they don't jargon even
2: touch it which was very shocking yep. very shocking the lingo is very modern today like you know what up and i'm like like <laughs> hmm okay Sassy. Even, yeah i'm like okay maybe just a lower tech does that but no even the even the people on the bridge do that type of lingo i'm like all right they just pretty more it's a relaxed writing room i guess so.
1: yeah it is and that's kind of why i like lower Decks as an introduction as well because mm. i'm worried that the stuffiness of tng can make it inaccessible to people that are like
2: my god crack a smile ah uh, i see i see the reasoning okay yeah oh well of, on that note then yeah um i guess yeah if i had zero star trek mm. uh culture that just comes through you through the social sphere smacking smack you in the face with memes and just little did you knows then in that case yes but because i know <laughs> some of that stuff and something like that it was like hmm i think i could have <gasps> went deeper i think you could have threw me in the deep end and see if i was to drown yeah okay Ooh. well next time we'll go
1: deeper next time i'm gonna go so deep you'll be like what have you done i, like, I recognize do so many
2: things like the board queen like literally out of the movies and stuff like mm-hmm. that yeah. and I, well, it's awesome i reckon- they actually got the voice actor back
1: to about is that is that her actually it's actually oh. her couldn't Impressive. get a back for Voyager, but managed to get her for, for Lower Decks. Yeah, Interesting. that's, that's Probably a really nice Probably because she
0: could record that from the comfort of her own home. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah,
1: read these lines. That's yeah. convenient, <laughs> too. Mm-hmm. It is a thousand
2: bucks, or whatever. There, blah, 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 blah. Okay, mm-hmm. well, sounds like a good yeah. like gig. Do I'll do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Ambassador, <laughs> you've seen a lot of Lower Decks at this point. You've seen I seen all of season three. You've seen three other episodes from the other seasons.
0: So, yeah, for context, I watched the f- first episode of season one. And then the finale of, I think, season one. Of season two. Of season two. Yeah. And then we watched all of season three. So I'm missing Mm -hmm. almost everything from the beginning and middle section. And then here we have this episode that's kind of in the middle to end part of season two. And so I knew kind of a little bit of where we were with the kind of the story arcs that they're going for. Because so like Star, uh, Star Trek does episodic things on other shows so, so for example uh classy there's one called strange new worlds which i would love to have you watch an episode of strange new worlds if you ever want to do this No, that is that's deep that's Star the deep Trek stuff that
1: yeah. you would be expecting and it's ah, with, okay
0: and it's from a modern angle because it's being made now uh but it's using like it's still back in their timeline. So there, it's like older tech, but it's like the new take on the older tech. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. But anyways, those episodes are very episodic. So they kind of stand alone, like one little adventure. Whereas on uh lower decks, there seems to be these kind of like themes. So even though they're having little miniature adventures, what drives the show is sort of the arc of their individual stories as these Mm -hmm. characters on the lower decks. They're not like the, the main, you know, people in charge. And so I remembered that, the kind of the driving theme was that the captain and her daughter are still kind of at odds trying to, and and I find their relationship very annoying. And this episode was maybe my least favorite. Um, (laughs) I fucking, I don't know that I hated it, but oh, I was. Oh really? I could have been do. I could have been over here doing cross stitch and been more interested. Several points. So I was like, God oh, damn it! Oh my
1: goodness, that's interesting. Yeah, but
0: I think it's because I'm familiar with the style and the pacing and the this and the that, and I mm. just was like, Where are we going? What are we doing? But we also got to see a lot of interesting kind of aspects for the characters getting put in leadership. So if you're watching the show, I can see how this episode would be interesting because finally these lower decks people get to be in command and they get to try to do something interesting um that's not just being told, you know, to go stack things in the corner. So it's not that I it was probably one of my lower ranked lower decks episode, but mm. but not a, as the, like on the worst scale.
1: Okay. Yeah. It is it does tap into one of the my biggest frustrations with lower decks is the one episode memory. It's like we've had these arguments especially between the captain and Mariner like We've had that argument oh, every yeah. single episode.
2: <laughs> I know what you're getting it right. With only seen one episode, is like okay, so they all get along now, but you can't do that; otherwise, the show be boring. Yeah, like, you have, yeah, to, it, you have it, to go back into that animosity. Otherwise, where's the conflict it internally?
0: It does suffer from that a little bit. Um, and Next episode,
1: they hate each other again, and then they make up at the end. But what mm-hmm. I liked yeah.
0: about how you picked this episode was, I feel like what it did was it kind of went through this like color wheel of possibilities of anything that could happen in star Trek is all happening in this condensed episode, but you're only getting this rapid fire experience instead of like, I think classy, what you're talking about, like sitting kind of sitting in it and sinking into a little bit. It missed that element for me. Um, but there were some fun twists that I enjoyed, you know, like when uh green girl couldn't, didn't kill the Klingon and that was, <laughs> she was supposed to apparently kill him. Now they're all in these simulation situations. So, She goes into a simulation to become the chief uh, medical officer, and her task is to help this Klingon move on to the next. And she doesn't stab him with a knife, and so she fails. And I think the twist here is that this drill sergeant person who has put all these drills together has tweaked every single one of their missions so that they're going to fail no matter what. So... That's interesting to watch, too, because as a Star Trek fan like yourself, Ian, I'm, I'm sure you're watching this going, wait, why would they be failing these because they're doing the protocol? So did, did you experience that when you watch this the first time where you're like, wait, why are they failing? Because I was kind of confused about that a little bit.
1: It's tricky because every single simulation pulls from either an episode or a movie. So this, this episode doesn't have an original thought in it much other than the overall drill instructor. I mean, no, even the drill instructor that's pulled from another episode as well wonderful but it's it's a it is a color wheel of star trek because it it pulls from so many different genres so do you want medical drama do you want sci-fi action adventure do you want the alternate universe stuff do you want just an orgy in because of a a space virus that's taken the ship so it's like hey pick a pick a genre and this episode has it and so does star trek shotgun format yeah. yeah yeah, exactly so it's it's a for me it's a, it's a pretty good taster episode if you just accept that none of the things it's referring to play out like this <laughs> they take much much longer and at a much slower pace.
0: It's almost like if you if somebody was to ask you how do I introduce someone to Star Trek and you wanted to give them a taste of everything and you would just shove a, something in their mouth and they would taste all the flavors and you go you get mm-hmm. it <laughs> and that's what we're doing to classic. <laughs> That's what's happening. Here's all you, oh, you can
2: eat buffet. We're gonna put yeah. a little put bit of everything into it. Put it into a blender, and then just you drink You're it. You're gonna Do feel you like a little it? bit sick afterwards. I think I like it. I don't
1: know. I think, I don't My palate's confused. Yep, it's totally understandable. Um, it's it's it is a there are 800 episodes to pick from, and it is it's daunting to pick one that is really? kind of a good little gateway drug into Star Trek. And I still don't think this is that episode, but it is so much
2: fun to talk about. Like, I how thought often... you would have picked like a TNG episode of where some type mm-hmm. of pinnacle moment happened and be like, Ooh. "Now you're in the center of something," and it ended up like being this transition. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think it's because I I'm that not... would have
2: been a very well. Maybe that maybe that would have been too cliche, and that's why you didn't so. do it. So
0: yeah, he threw us off.
1: Part of it is like the missing context to to stick you in something like a pinnacle moment of TNG they're only pinnacle because you have the backstory and the history of all of the characters like it's really really tricky because even TNG that's super episodic still relies on you understanding their relationships and what these characters have been through and everything so the really impactful episodes are only impactful because you know these people and you've you've kind of lived alongside them so it's it's tricky unless I knew unless I know that somebody's kind of going I'm gonna watch a lot of Star Trek then it's a lot easier to get into but if it's just like one episode then I'm probably gonna move on after this <laughs> I kind of air <laughs> towards do do? having having fun on this one occasion rather than getting super duper duper deep
0: What was one of your favorite uh drills classy so there was there was like the western there was the Borg there was the chief medical officer one. We had some sex going on. We got an orgy. We had Mm -hmm. some uh, pain is pleasure one. Uh,
2: (laughs) I mean, I love it when they go into like uh, anything when it comes to like a certain species or whatever. And then, you know, insert ritual thing, which is based off something that's weird and things that humans do. You know what I mean? (laughs) Know, we're from the whatever tribe we like to put nails in our or nails in our nails because it's a metaphor for, you know, I, I, yeah, <laughs> don't I, you like, judge
0: us yeah, this exactly. is our don't people
2: that's right I, I like i like the dissection or the, the i guess the uh humane ending oh, of the klingon. the klingon
0: yeah i like mm. that
2: i like that a lot because then, then but then they bring in the comedy twist of like you know check his pulse alive no <laughs> that type of thing i like that so that was fun and the orgy thing was just like okay i why not because <laughs> <laughs> Insert because random it's disease and Star Trek has done that more than enough times of where crazy things happen to the entire crew. So why not mm-hmm. have an orgy? Fuck it, we're here. So let's I didn't do it. know that
0: there was an orgy episode, but <clears throat> okay, twice. Why
2: not? <laughs> why not? I guess twice. You just,
0: yeah, you want to get the viewership up a little bit? You just put in some a sex episode and just watch it fly.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. just watch it swing around. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Thank God for that black bar.
1: That could be one of the most infamous images in all of Lower Decks. That is just <laughs> is... everywhere. People are like cosplaying it and uh, it's <laughs> people are cosplaying
0: guy? the No, the, the the moment in the orgy whenever it was just like this Boimler
1: is like spread eagle and spread eagle is the black. black... Sensor bar. Just you just get a black sensor bar and then it's it's done. It's easy.
0: That's insane.
1: That's amazing. Um <laughs> what was your what was your favorite bit, Ambassador? What did you like mm. about the episode?
0: Yeah. Oh, interesting uh, um
1: i thought you'd enjoy the chaos of this one
0: my favorite bitch. were probably those swinging dangly bits um
1: <laughs> we didn't technically see any still no, a family no. show uh there's
0: like there's a little bit of subtlety that i really enjoyed I, I could go through some of my notes and maybe remember something more specific but off the top of my head when they first get to, so all the crew has to show up and they go into this the room where they're going to go in these little um simulation pods and go through these drills or whatever and on the wall is a list of simulations that there's that they're going to be testing for and one of them was hero worship and i just thought that was clever and that's something fun Mm -hmm. about this show that it really makes fun of itself in an intellectual way where it rides that line of just self-referential but it usually goes for comedy and then there's some kind of a twist afterwards. So I think the writers are always trying to reach for something and then make it unique for a new generation. And that was obviously prevalent through this entire episode because every single thing is referencing another thing and kind of still finding the fun of the show. This is, it's a fun show. I, this is Star Trek on crack. It's so fast paced. It's, (laughs) it, We've we've mentioned like Rick and Morty. We've mentioned like Simpsons. There's like there's just this feel to it that's really familiar to me as somebody who loves to watch kind of more cartoony type stuff um, that I, I always enjoy. I think maybe my favorite part, though, as I'm thinking about it, is the Boimler trying to beat the Borg. I think that's the most I laughed because
2: I found that the least Star Trek thing, but it was one of my favorite things. Yeah, like it, was, Interesting. it was the least Star Trek formula type of thing to do of someone trying to perfection his score through rerunning a simulation in this very, like, try to reach to the top performance-wise. It's such a non-Star Trek thing.
0: Yeah, Interesting. And, what and makes I you loved, say that? I love that perspective, just, too, because he doesn't, he doesn't even seen, know Boiler. Yeah.
2: Mm. I've never seen Star Trek ever do that. It's never been, like, a very self-serving thing. Uh, individual character self-serving Got type it, of show yeah. of where performance, especially performance, mm-hmm. like athletic. It's never really, from what I've seen, been about that. doesn't seem like yeah. it's more intellectual performance than anything else. So mm-hmm. it was very odd to see like a endurance run guy trying yeah. to get the best track record in quotations. It was that was the most like, hmm, that is from what I know of Star Trek, mm. not Star Trek. Which That's interesting,
1: oh. yeah. I think it
2: feeds more into Boimler's... Character. And you're not going to know this. That must be a character thing yeah. because you're inserting me into something mid, right? So I have no idea about this dude. So it's very... just. But when it comes to like character builds in that world, they never really venture down that type of... At least that I've no, seen.
1: You're not wrong. Um, Boimler is very, very selfish. He is about getting to command as soon as possible and at the expense oh, of that he does so he's, miss... he's, a
2: little, he's a little bit of a, I guess spread leg butt type of guy
1: yeah he's the try hard he wants to get that 100% and sometimes I think he forgets who he's trying to impress as well mm. because it, it won't matter then the task itself becomes the thing that he needs to perfect
2: but that, it, that I... line in the show beat the queen of chess and taught apathy, that was a good line I was like, <laughs> I was like why not you know <laughs>
0: There's a, there's a fun thing where it's like a little montage where he's like, go again. And then yeah, it's like he's taking out a, a couple baby, like Borg babies. <laughs> there's like a Borg baby shelf, he's got which two I w- roped
2: behind it. Like,
0: <laughs> yep. And then it starts again. And then there's like five babies. So it's not like they went too far on the next little iteration. He just went for a couple more babies. And I just, that's the kind of subtle humor that I enjoy where they just kind of kept building it up to where his borg saving routine was more and more complicated to the point where when he was at 94 percent, he beams to another ship and the person turns and says how did you and he's like don't ask questions clicks a button the borg ship explodes (laughs) and he still doesn't get a hundred percent and that was to me the most entertaining and i think it's because it was the most it sit it like that's the only part of the plot that like sat for long enough for me to kind of like get mm. into it a little bit because everything else was so peppered and fast paced. What's that say
2: about the character? If if that simulation was designed for him to fail and he still perfected it, what does that say?
0: I know. It says the show is sinful.
2: <laughs> is he actually worthy of that type of position then? Or uh, I think it says that we're underest- that everyone is underestimating, underestimating what Boimler can do. Yeah. <laughs> like, unless he's he's, the, I he, mean, but he does have horse blinders. So that's that's an obvious uh, trait that he doesn't have Because he's rerunning situation. He exactly. Does. He doesn't.
1: Never, he probably yeah. wouldn't be able to apply that in the real world. It's like, yeah, he beats the simulation, but you've totally missed the lesson. It's like, yeah, like you may as well jump out of it and reprogram it to win. Like it's it's completely missed. At the, the point. end of the day,
2: we didn't learn about each other. You
1: know, like that. He missed that
2: entire point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I do love that twist of they, they go to her thinking that they've learned the lesson, and she's like, "No, fuck you. You didn't learn anything." <laughs> I don't care about
2: your lesson. This is about yeah. catching then, you out. The minute I heard the cackling and stuff like that, ah, we're getting back on track. Cliche there we villain. Go. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was going to be an external thing. All of a sudden she's going to mm-hmm. be like, turns out I'm whatever alien. And our ship is, we're taking over your mind. But it was like, no, I'm HR, but I'm evil HR. <laughs> and I'm like, oh,
1: all, all right, okay. Evil HR is a running theme in Star Trek. You ever have somebody visiting from Starfleet or from like the higher ups, they're always the bad guy they're always either doing something shady or they're there to be in the way like we do not like the B- the
2: bureaucracy in star trek is a lesson that i've learned well hr is a weird place it's it yeah, is a yeah. moral tight roping so
0: yeah anyone
2: listening in hr
1: we love you please like and subscribe i don't <laughs> 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 um i'm gonna completely break the ambassador's brain and we're just gonna keep going as a general discussion because we've touched on so many like Good and bads already. We're gonna we're gonna just keep flowing. So if you have anything else that pops into your mind that you liked, don't worry, we'll, we'll just keep going. But okay. what was it that? What was it, Mister Pax, That made that kind of put you off with this episode. What were the what were the things you would do differently? Was it you can't say
2: episode because it's that's the whole show I know. So it's not like I can compare it to others, unfortunately. I have to look at a broader brush when it comes to this, but lingo. Mm. I think lingo was the biggest put off. I thought I was in first like paying attention to what they're saying and how they say it. And it was more just like, yo, what up dog. Hey, all right, homeboy. Let's go do this, (laughs) you know. Presently, it was like, okay, well this is a lot like other sitcoms and cartoon shows. Mm. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, I think that was the biggest letdown. I, I thought I was about to be like let's see How stupid you are and if you can Figure out what we're trying to get to
1: Interesting because that's exactly What I was trying to avoid I was trying to avoid people feeling stupid Here goes me trying to dumb down Star Trek, and people Mm. like, "No, I want it to be smart."
2: I thought this was supposed to be the best entry into Star Trek. Not, you're stupid. You can't understand what this is about. So Mm -hmm. this is the the oh, I misunderstood the mission. Fuck, Ah, (laughs) fuck. Ah. How about this? What what would I would have thought you would have picked for an intro? Yeah, 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 yeah. Orville.
0: Oh. I thought you would have done Orville because
2: Orville was one of those oh, smoke and Orville. mirror things. Got it? Because everyone's like, "Oh, Family Guy guy, oh, it's gonna mm. be you know that one time when I was in space, this dark thing, and then flashback." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then end up being actually a lot like Star Trek, surprisingly, oh, and totally. not as you know cliche ish. What that guy's known for doing, it actually mm-hmm. ended up being like very close to it. I thought you would have picked an Orville thing.
1: No, and and you're right. Orville is a basically a continuation of Star Trek, like so Seth MacFarlane pitched a Star Trek show and they said, Nope, we don't want it, took it to another network and changed the name. So it is a it is Star Trek in an Orville skin suit. Um, oh yeah, so- they
2: didn't it didn't advertise as that though. It did not feel like that. No, they, they, not at they, all. T- they took the smallest chunks in there. that were very close to set mm-hmm. stuff. Very comedic, but then when you watched it, yeah, they totally it was not like mispitched that at all. it. I thought you would have done that because that to me, that feels like a great people like segue to Star Trek of where...
0: Oh, like it's a, a gateway s- it's a drug.
2: blanket of like, oh, mm. Seth, and I know what he does. And then, oh, well, this is different. Not very Seth, but I kind of like it. And- it's a great
1: idea. It's not a bad way to get started at all. No, yeah. it's a, it's a I, good plan. It's like a bridge.
0: What mm. I love about this conversation and, Glassy, you wouldn't know any of this stuff, is that for the last year of recording the show and doing the show, is the topic of what one to introduce someone to has come up so many times and ev- no one has the same answer. Mm-hmm. And so to make Ian do it is delightful because, <laughs> because listeners get to decide, yeah, I guess, you know, if I start with this one, this could be the reaction or if I start with an- another you know type of one, this would be the reaction. I would have, like, if, if it was up to me, I would probably have said, what characters do you know? And then maybe given like gone into one where you recognize a character You're but but I like the idea of throwing you a total curveball because you know this does something completely Mm. I didn't expect it, you know, either. Cause I was like, what are, what are we going to be seeing in this episode? So imagine my surprise when one of the very first things is, you know, like orgies and stuff. I was like, Ian, what are we doing here?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's an almost impossible task to bring someone in to smell the flowers when you're on top of obsession mountain, because Mm -hmm. you're already so passionately invested into it. It's hard to see it back from that ground roots perspective because your perspective has changed drastically over the time. That just happens when you're invested so heavily into something. So it's, in it's your impossible. reasons for getting into it are going to be completely different from the next person. You might be both Star Trekkies, but you both got in for different reasons.
0: Exactly.
2: There's that one little hook that brought you in, and then you just started to embrace the entire concept of it and everything. But that that key entry will always be different person to person. Yeah, the way it hits one person will be totally different
1: to someone else.
2: Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I also think it's interesting to start with um, uh, uh, lower decks, because we've talked about the kind of person that would really appreciate lower decks has to be a more modern TV watcher who enjoys that faster pace. Like, I wouldn't show Lower Decks to my parents because they wouldn't no. be, that. that's, it's too fast, it's too much, it's too cussy. It's, it's very too...
1: shotgunny. yeah. Oh, my parents hate it. Yeah,
0: yeah Ian's parents hate, hate Lower Decks. <laughs> they really
1: didn't like Lower Decks. They're like, I don't know what one word that was said in that episode. Yeah. And they watch one of the slower ones, and they like, oh no, Bale. Bale, yeah. you're not gonna enjoy any of this. Um, I think that there is there is a correct answer, but it's not an easy answer. And that's start from the beginning. And that's such a hard thing to do unless you know you're going to stick with it. But that's I the... mean,
2: really, yeah, that's how you start. And that's what you got to invest in. And I would say that probably is the best start for everyone because no! that's how. You... Yeah. Yeah. No. I would. It's, it's the sink or swim. It's a sink or swim. Like it's quite literally start from the start. Start from the start. And nope. if you don't like it, well, then it's not for you. Nope. I'm sorry.
0: Because I started with TNG. And so I didn't start from the start.
1: No, but- but that's what I mean. Like, pick a season and pick a series and start oh, all the way from the start. I thought you meant like, I have to be- go back. No, I wouldn't make anybody okay. start with the original series. That's
0: terrible. No,
2: no. It's too culturally far behind. I mean, like, TNG, I think, is still, I think it would probably still hold up to an extent today. Most of it. The vast majority does.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Still, today, have reference heavily.
0: What we're doing. But I think Strange New Worlds
1: <laughs> would probably be. My pick now.
0: My pick now, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, that would be
2: the intro. For what would sure. you say is the worst pick? How about that? What probably the- uh, Lower Decks.
0: Lower uh, Decks, season two, episode eight, I Excretus. Yeah, that's probably
2: going to *A set of War*? maybe episode worst. Uh, out of all the Star Trek universes, like Ooh. TNG, wow. Generations, um, Deep Space Nine.
0: Uh, I think Deep Space, space Nine.
2: Corner gas in space, but uh, what was the other one? I think There's Space a few Nine. of them. Which one's the worst? There's Discover.
1: So none of them are the worst, but as an introduction, the most unkind would be Deep Space Nine because it is, it's, yeah, it's episodic, but it has an arc throughout and it refers back to so, so, so much Star Trek unapologetically and political stuff. It would be like starting the West Wing at season seven and you're just like, Sorry, in guys, what's going on in space? It's <laughs> it's one of my favorites, um, one of my favorite iterations of Star Trek, but it would be so hard to get into.
0: Yeah, um, it's very just political. From and-
1: no knowledge. Yeah. I've
2: seen snippets of D Space Nine, and it reminded me of this Canadian show called Corner Gas, where it's just literally people coming and going at a gas station. And that's what it felt <laughs> like to me. It's like, oh, so it's just this gas station in space, and ships pull up, and <laughs> we're out of gas. What do we do? <laughs>
1: Find some. <laughs> ambassador what were some of your nitpicks from the episode
0: oh I mean I definitely had a lot of them um naming yourself excretus of Borg might be the top but <laughs> I don't know if that was a choice that he had or not I'm not I'm not quite sure
1: I <laughs> was just buried in his subconscious
0: uh no I wondered if so like thinking about the show so if we're gonna transition kind of like to the red alert sins of the show situation or we're, where we're bouncing around I guess you said um mm. one of the things that kind of bugged me is that if the drill sergeant or whatever officer created the simulations to not be beatable then how did boimler beat it and classy already brought that up but Mm. it was one of the things that really bugged me the most that just seemed like he shouldn't have ever achieved 100 percent in my mind but that's that's kind of like one of the ones that that got to me
1: (laughs) that was like totally agree because the the problem is she says that she's rigged them all to be did she say unbeatable
0: or
2: just yeah, Difficult. no, she said that she rigged them so that you'd have to fail. Which well, means- she did say she got lazy on that horse one. There was a comedic <laughs> joke oh, in this, yeah. Yeah. just to Throw a joke in, but she's like, I didn't get that far. I ran out of time or whatever. Yeah. But- yeah, like the horse actually did hate you. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> but the thing is, she wouldn't need to pick a terrible crew if she's rigging the tests. Like, you're doing far too much work there. All you have to do is pick a terrible crew, and they should by default fail. You don't have to rig the tests, and the way that they failed them weren't rigged. They failed them for the right reasons. Like Tendi should have killed the Klingon, and like Mariner didn't follow the rules. Did so... they explain why she was trying to fail them so bad? Like, like she this... was trying
0: the, to prove what, her program. Oh, job oh, justification. Yeah. yeah, she was trying All to prove of the her ships program.
1: Keep... Passing the tests and so they were gonna get rid of her, or she's worried they'll get rid of her because they don't need testing anymore.
2: Oh, so she was trying to show some type of like, see, you do need improvement.
1: These crews are terrible, so you need a test, you uh, need a drill sergeant. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So she kind of picked on them and she tweaked the programming. But again, the idea is that if your programming could be tweaked for other ships to become more difficult, why not do it on any ship? I guess she just wanted to do anybody. It real quick. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like one of those things where it reminded me of an Interdimensional Cable episode of Rick and Morty. Oh, for
2: sure. Yeah, um, definitely.
0: Do you watch Rick and Morty, Classy? Are you familiar Another with
2: one their... one that I never really invested into at all.
0: So they, they do this episode every once in a while called Interdimensional Cable. And it's where, you know, the scientists, the intergalactic portal hopping scientist and grandson, the two main characters, sit down and watch Cable that's interdimensional. So it's like showing... Oh. <clears throat> Yeah,
2: I've seen these. I think, yeah, I've seen those. I'm almost certain. Yeah, it's that lead guy's. It's just, just a way to get all these weird commercial ideas out of his head. Yes, and put them on TV. <laughs> I think he's got like this huge file full of them. Oh, oh yeah,
0: Was most he, of us do. I
2: think <laughs> he did that in his game that he released High on Life,
0: he's got TV. You played in that, right? Game.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. And I watched. I watched a full length feature film in a video game. Um, that's amazing it. and they have full leaf miniature films in that video game wow they're, they're, that's they're, insane They're b movie
0: that game was really interesting i think i watched you play just for a couple of hours in the background while i was working mm-hmm. um yeah same same kind of concept but the like the episodes are just flipping through the channels and so yeah one of them is a death match where it's cars versus cars so it's just like this weird ideas it's put a together great
2: way where a writer can get his little weird <laughs> <Yeah>. segments <laughs> that don't fill an episode yeah to fill an episode because yes. you don't have to worry about this. So therefore that, but this happens. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the, the the higher writing. You can just be like, ah, just slap them together because because you're literally changing the channel. So yeah. you have to, you know, blah, 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 blah. Clicks channel, blah, 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 blah.
0: Yep, yep. Um, those are some of the most popular episodes because it's so oh, yeah. weird and quirky. And I can see how this episode would be a very popular Lower Decks episode for Trek fans who kind of not only understand the references but can kind of get the the jokes within the jokes mm. and it did feel a little interdimensional you know cable to me in that way um mm, I see
2: yeah. yeah
0: where it was kind of like flipping through the channels of all the different kind of things I don't remember what I was saying sinfully about that but it just popped in my head um, probably Horses just be shut up sorry <laughs> <laughs>
1: um I just I think once again this show proves that the leadership on this ship is terrible like these terrible. are terrible terrible leaders that apparently want their lower deck people to fail like he should be the teachers they should be training them wanting them to succeed but they are so competitive with people that they should be leading and it's it's one of the more sinful things about the show cuz they
2: they kind of do this every single episode mm-hmm. and i still watch it i still think it's hilarious but class struggle <laughs> is pretty much like the core of the show basically cuz i mean it's it's quite literally the focus of red shirt like, that's, that's the show, right? <laughs> yeah. it's picking. what about all those people that just die in the background and get injected into space all the time? Let's tell uh, their story. Expendable. The show? They're expendable.
0: Yeah. That, it's very, it's very similar. So
2: quite literally the expendables. Pretty much. Like, yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Let's just focus on red shirts and just yeah. go nuts with it. These Basically, people that just get injected yeah. all the time yeah. into space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
0: So it's so kind of... Yeah, yeah. So
2: that will be the, obviously, formula of the show is that they have to keep approaching this the we're better than you crew mm-hmm. with these people that don't mean nothing, pick up boxes, stack them. So they fall over again. I mean, yeah. You well, have they to actually keep do the hard work. Right. Yeah. Of the yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a, I, I do, I do agree with you though, that this is the, the leadership, they are dumb and even the crew is dumb. And so really you come to the show for the comedy aspect of it, like the things that are just like unexpected. Uh, the first episode I ever watched uh, the premise of it was that, the main crew made first contact with an alien species. And so then it was second contact. They have to go in and like make sure that relationships continue. And it was the shenanigans that happened because of that. And there's this one scene where Boimler gets kind of like consumed into a creature's mouth that just wants to suckle on him. And it was just (laughs) minute after minute after minute of Boimler just being suckled on and all the noises that this voice actor is making all the, like the quirky things. And it was really funny because it sat in that moment and just kind of kept milking the humor for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was really, really fun. But you cut back over to characters that are in authority for whatever reason or they have a job for whatever reason, but they make the dumbest choices. And even though these simulations are difficult, one of my other sinful moments is the guy who's kind of part robot that we saw he was the engineer chief engineer i think and he was going to stop the warp core from exploding and he just goes over and just keeps touching the handle over and over again like a fucking hamster like ow 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 and i'm like is he dumb <laughs>
1: i'm not too sure why rutherford is struggling to get in so much maybe that was the rigged part but maybe
0: but, that but even was still rigged. the oh, handle is hot. hot you don't touch it over and over again like a dumbass you know like it's still yeah. gonna be fucking hot the second time there's this episode of the simpsons Where Bart like goes for a donut or something like this and it's like electrified and it just keeps going and it's just like ow 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 and that's the whole joke is he just keeps doing it over and over again Mm -hmm. like a like a rat in a maze keeps making the same mistake like a brainless creature but this is a Starfleet person and even though he's on the lower ranks he's still in Starfleet. You should know that if a handle is hot, it's still going to be hot when you touch it again. And so he also is an idiot. So you have idiot leadership and you have idiot people. And I just don't know how the Cerrito has survived anything, especially when the fucking captain decides to just launch them into the most dangerous situations that aren't technically dangerous, but they still are dangerous to some degree. It's like, what is going on? Do you care for no one on the ship?
1: I don't understand that plan at all. Like the blackmail plan is insane to me. Like you have it on record that she's rigging the tests. That's enough. That's She's enough. in trouble. Yeah. Like, you, you don't need to blackmail her into giving you better scores. And well done for stressing her into early retirement. That's the, <laughs> that's the lesson we need to learn from this episode. Congrats. It highlights
0: the assholes, which I think is the point of the show, is that sometimes you who's have... the bigger asshole? <laughs> We're bigger assholes We're than bigger you ass.
2: <laughs> We'll show you We're- who's more evil we are. Mm-hmm. But
1: because it's our show, you still love us. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well... Any final wrap-up thoughts? I, I picked a deliberately controversial episode. I'm going to make out like this is all gone exactly how I intended job, it to go. Good job, Captain. That's what you do um, as a captain. Would this get you to continue A, watching Star Trek, B, Lower
2: Decks, or C, I'm never touching this franchise again? <laughs> it would make me want to is see... More Star Trek, definitely not this show. It's not for me. I'm not much mm. for modern TV in in that vein because it reminded me. Uh, I, I, I I touched on it at the beginning that other animated space show. It's mm. very similar to that. Uh, yeah. I forgot so, the name it, of that solar, show. Solar
0: opposites. Solar opposites. That's a that is one that's that he came out Mike with. That's the Mike
1: McMahon show. Yeah, that's his show as well. But
0: that's where the the aliens land on Earth, I think. And yeah, I are think Are kind so. of like third rock from the sun, figuring shit out. Yeah, the
2: other kind one I'm of, thinking yeah. of kind of kind of reminds me of that, like Kip character, and uh, oh, the guy from um, drama. It kind of reminds me of those characters. Actually. Inner Space, that Branigan, but
1: Inner Space might be
2: the other one. Did I just make That's up the a one show? One I'm thinking of, I think, yeah, Inner Space or whatever it's called.
0: Okay, I'll look it up. Something,
2: Something like, like that. that. I can't remember the title. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm getting it wrong, but it reminded me of that, and yeah. it just felt I don't know, it, it felt parody-ish, but without the panache uh, panache that Star Trek usually puts into stuff. And, I, and then it makes me question, like, do they, where, where is their focal point when it comes to Star Trek of where, how much are they having fun with or making fun of where do they draw this line? Mm. And are they still paying really good homage to Star Trek? Or are they just, let's, let's keep on bringing stuff in and beating it with a hammer and, you know, haha, look at this. Or do they play more into maybe some of like what the community and the passionate people have done? So how do they, how how de- how do they go deep diving? So we'll be a good example of this. Like I guess I'll give you a Star Wars example, just because I I know it more, I guess, of where the community makes lore, crazy amounts of lore, like they oh, talk about yeah. Dark Vader suit and what each button on his suit does, when in reality it was just George Lucas, hey, I just put some red and blue fucking lights on there and make a shiny call a fucking day. But you know, the the, the the you know the fan base have made it so much deeper. Does this show pick on those things you know do they pick on yeah. the people to make the show way bigger than what it actually is and do they get really passionate and create all this crazy like let's for example the the transporters mm. you know they actually they're clones and they all <laughs> oh, the memory they actually die and they're remade as a clone yeah and it's that technology do they have fun with that you know yeah and they like, totally this is the murder machine
1: that makes us move or move around They've, they've definitely made the transporter is actually just cloning people joke. Um, and oh, they have, oh, yeah. okay. and in season three, the one that we just watched the last episode, they named one of the ships after somebody in the community that has done loads of work with like technical documents and like oh, schematics and stuff. Very nice. And That's very nice. I think one of the coolest ones is that somebody, one of the fans designed a ship and it appeared in lower decks before it's appeared anywhere else. So they are taking things from the community and making them canon in this show that is, I'm going to say, less consequential to the wider canon oh, of yeah. Star Trek. Oh, like yeah, it's, definitely. They're, it's definitely they're, they're an getting away with thing. sacrilegious
2: things for sure yeah, when it absolutely. comes to Star Trek but it, stuff. It's,
1: it's a great platform for that fan-led stuff and to to get people um the grassroots. Now I'm completely understanding your it.
2: reason where you thought I would appreciate it because they are just, it's all there. We're really mm-hmm. passionate about it, but... We don't. We don't. We're not. we are not we are not afraid to break some walls. You know, oh, it's, absolutely. It's and Mariner's great at that. Mariner will bring that's up. That's the. A that's the female thing. lead. Yeah, and
1: she will say, "This doesn't make any sense. Why are we doing it this way? The Klingons hate us. Why are we trusting them?" And she will poke fun at the cliches of Star Trek, and Boimler will be defending them and explaining why they make sense. So this is this is definitely a show made by people that know Star Trek inside out and know its flaws as well um oh so they're not afraid of him okay oh yeah they're they're not afraid (laughs) they know exactly what they're doing and i think this episode was definitely more of a a sandbox play around do whatever you want rather than the the usual usual stuff that they go into so i think the lesson here is that i picked a terrible episode for you to watch (laughs) i think that's what we take away from this
0: we did (laughs) it
2: for effort that was the point of
0: this whole episode Remember, you did this on purpose. Re- 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 exactly. Remember exactly. It created a
2: great
1: conversation. Either way, <laughs> um, well, thank you for joining us. I'm glad I haven't put you off of Star Trek. I'm Ooh. I'm glad you had a, a semi I think strange intriguing new time. Would be strange a good World one. Strange is a great place yeah. to go. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else, Ambassador? Before we depart.
0: Oh, uh... nope. Sure. No.
1: Well, next week I am completely off um, off my jam of what we're going to be doing. I think no, I know what we're going to be doing. We actually have another guest next week as well, back to back. And um, we've got um, fellow CinemaSins writer Daniel Cardoso joining us to review one of his favorite episodes of Star Trek, which is timeless from Star Trek Voyager. So this is going to be the first Voyager episode that we're watching together with the Ambassador. Um, it's going to be interesting to do a quick synopsis of Voyager for her Um, but yeah, so the the homework for next week is to watch Timeless from Star Trek Voyager Classy Packs, where can people find you? On Twitch What do you want to (laughs) plug? <laughs> good. Search for Twitch. I hear it's on the internet. I'm not good at self promotion. I'm sorry. I just I, I, I don't. No, do. was, Dene, yes. where can, where can classy packs be found?
0: Classy packs <laughs> can be found wherever classy packs exists in the world, and that's none of your fucking business, stay out of his house.
2: Amazing. You got Google. You know how to use it.
1: Yeah. Google Smash this, man.
2: Like button. Smash
0: that like button and subscribe.
2: <laughs> I'll talk to you like you don't know how to use things. Don't forget to do this because you don't think. <laughs> don't do exactly. for yourself. Exactly
1: amazing well thanks for joining us everyone we will see you next week and until then i don't know why i'm still stacking these things when they're shaped like this
0: uh yeah it's just keep borging from me nice anything from you <laughs> class bags Let's just get the fuck out of here you want to be get in my trench coat get get, in. get back
1: in the trench coat quick and All right. to live long and pop for everyone <laughs> oh my goodness thanks for listening Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through CaptainsPod at CinemaSins.com Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice and be sure to visit CinemaSins.com
0: I was trying to be so good and I couldn't hold in my Ipsy. I'm sorry, Captain!
2: This is an interesting choice for someone who's never dabbled into Star Trek to put me on the animated series which I heard is the to some Star Treky fans, the biggest insult to Star Trek? Only to the people that don't understand it.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Okay, so when The Next Generation came out, the original series fans were like, this isn't Star Trek, this sucks. Where's William Shadner? And then when the new wave of Star Trek came out, this sucks, it's not The Next Generation. Where's Picard? And then Lodex comes out, and this sucks, it's not. Whatever new Star Trek comes out, and um, people change. say it's an insult. Ah, change. change vision! This isn't it! We don't like change! This is some lefty shit! Lower Decks does a lot of, like, um, references and, like, homages to older Star Trek. People see it as an insult, and it's not. It's, it's just extremely... It's very reverent of Star Trek, actually. Everyone's gonna wonder why I picked this one. <laughs> ah. I went for something deliberately just out of our left our left wing, just completely really? wild. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's one
2: of the most insane episodes of Star Trek. <laughs> it's not like the episode of where they have aliens, which is just a little dog with a little bit of like costume on, is it?
0: Oh, my no, God. No,
2: I didn't. No, that would be
1: 1969 or 68. <laughs> Space,
2: something, something, blah, blah. These are the voyages of a ship. <laughs> These are the
1: voyages of this ship.
0: Nailed it that's the song that's in my advertisement for context
1: back in the 60s they didn't even keep episodes like most of the first run of doctor who just got re-recorded over because they were like it's, ne- it's no vhs there's no dvd players there's no home release you don't for this in stuff.
2: thinking you're making history either you exactly what i mean and just then all of a sudden like, holy shit we're like the longest it. running sci-fi
1: show maybe we should keep
2: <laughs> this stuff
1: Yep. and most of season three and four they just they have it it doesn't exist anywhere because they just recorded over it so Ouch. the only
0: people who have it are the ones who recorded on their tv when it was live on the tv
2: you could, that wasn't an option yeah, no, in oh. the 60s. Ooh, long time ago. Yeah, there was no oh, like, recorded VCR. This is before that It's stuff. just gone.
0: Yikes. All they
1: have is scripts, and they're like kind of trying to animate some of it based on the scripts. Interesting. But,
0: That's interesting. Yeah,
1: it's, it's pretty cool.
0: So my mom and dad, they have several massive VHS tape containers, which are the size of dressers for clothing, you know, because they're so huge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was reading an article that the VHS tapes are becoming really collector's items and people are selling them on ebay for several thousand dollars mm-hmm. and there's people who are collecting the disney ones and i and that's what my mom and dad raised me on was disney which is probably mm-hmm. why i'm talking to a lot of counselors these days
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some didn't age as good as others yeah
0: i'm confused mm-hmm. about what i was born to do <laughs> i i Saw in the back of my head There was a chance that maybe They just dumped them all somewhere And they finally like, Alright we're never gonna watch these But no they've kept them all So I was like, Mom, oh, maybe my. it's time for you to go make your millions on eBay. Maybe it's this is this is the moment. This isn't a Beanie Baby rush, this, the, or if it is, this is the moment to strike. This is when you <laughs> do it. If, if I
2: recall, Disney they they didn't just have the the paper jackets for the They had the big white plastic puppy yes. cases yeah. with uh-huh. like that lip mm. that could you give you the, like the crazy right. plastic cuts. Yeah. Oh, oh,
0: that yeah, was the, the plastic worst. cuts. I, I yeah. I, yeah. These actually aren't palm marks on my hands. Those are just scars from opening up the Disney containers. Interesting. Just, you know, ripping them open when I was little. <laughs> it was a very dark time, the 80s. Yep. <laughs> steel cut oats. My first time to have steel cut oats. They're apparently different.
1: Does that mean they What does that mean?
0: I'm eating steel in oat form. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I assume so. Yeah. I mean, that checks out.
0: So the... Uh, I believe it's their... A different part of the oat so you have to soak them longer oh interesting so they're tiny like they're almost circular pieces instead of like flat oat-like looking Mm. they're they're like little dots in a way Mm -hmm. um not a big fan of oats it's the inner kernel of the of the inedible hull of the grain stalk. so i guess they take out the edible part
2: Mm.
1: the inedible hull was um a marvel comic that didn't quite take off (laughs)
0: just like his superpower with people just getting really full and not being able to yep. gorge on him any longer <laughs>
1: trying trying to munch on him and they just can't he would sustain
0: yeah. <laughs> what did he look like um just a
1: giant pizza slice with legs
0: well then what makes him the whole part a pizzas not a whole. um
1: no that was his name hull he was uh, um Mr hull. Hullhampton. oh um, oh Mr Hampton yeah, of yeah course. Mr Hampton, before he got turned into a pizza slice by a accident of course. in a spaghetti factory
0: he was visiting to learn about more of his italian roots i think if i remember correctly mm-hmm.
1: yeah exactly
0: and there was a an issue that happened it
1: fell into a vat of spaghetti
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that spaghetti turned into
1: a slice of pizza
0: yeah that that that, that marinara sauce had been yeah. altered at some point mm-hmm. in time
1: so this pizza is actually a spaghetti base it's just a load of spaghetti that's mushed together <laughs> into a into a base
0: i don't know when we should stop
1: Oh, oh! This one, this is what this is one that Classy Packs will be able to answer. It's a Star Trek trivia question. <laughs> what were the four founding members of the United of the United Federation of Planets in the Star Trek timeline?
0: Four founding members of the United yep. Federation of Planets.
1: I'm sure you can answer.
2: I know this one. <laughs> the old man who created warp speed and the Vulcan saw it. Okay. Uh-huh. Nice. Okay. Robot Picard. Uh-huh. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm just nice. picking all the things I've picked up that people like got crazy about. <laughs> uh, back in time, Spock. Nice. And fourth yep. one, board Queen.
1: You did incredibly well and got them all right. I'm yes. so impressed. Are you sure you haven't seen every episode of Star Trek?
0: There is one question that's coming up quite a bit in the chat. So this one's from Link, Ian. Uh, mm. Are we going to get an updated rank for everyone at Sin Week?
1: um yes a couple people will be promoted and a couple will be demoted all right that's enough of that we'll we'll see what happens jeremy did not like his his title last time so So he's gonna get demoted
0: please demote the ceo of our company live at sin week please do that (laughs) tv has to end with the happy